Hello, everybody, and welcome to this first podcast of Surviving the Surviving Podcast by Survive. Today, in this brief episode, we're going to talk about things that you thought that you were saying right in Spanish, but maybe you don't. So let me ask a question for the first one. How do you think that in Spanish we say she is a good cook? She is a good cook. I'm going to give you three seconds. One. If you thought that we say ella es una buena cocinera, that is not wrong, but there is a more native way to say it. We would say cocina super bien. Cocina super bien. She cooks so well. She cooks super well. Now, there are two or three main reasons why we would say this way. And the first one is that usually we omit the pronoun in Spanish. Remember, we don't always use the pronoun in Spanish. Um, the second is using una. Ella es una buena cocinera. Is unnecessary and is a common mistake by, made by non-native speakers of the language. It's a little detail, but it's highly important. Um, because remember, el diablo está en los detalles. That means devil is in details. As in little details make a big difference in how much of a native you sound when speaking this language. And finally, using the word super, super instead of muy, very, is a very is very common in many places, and it's a good way to show that you have more vocabulary than just the very basics. And When you really want to emphasize on something, but without making it too dramatic, you can use this word to replace muy. So instead of saying, ella es una buena cocinera, or ella es una muy buena cocinera, that is not wrong, but doesn't sound super native, remember to say, cocina super bien, or ella cocina super bien. Now, there are other alternatives that you could use, and... We could, we could, for instance, say, ella cocina muy bien. It's still a mix between the phrase that I just taught you and what we originally thought that, thought that the translation would be. And then an even more casual, native, and nice way to say it would be cocina riquísimo. Riquísimo. This comes from rico, which means delicious or tasty. So riquísimo would be super delicious, super tasty. Cocina riquísimo. Okay, here comes a new phrase. This one is, I think he, I think she felt ashamed. How do you think that we say it in Spanish? Three seconds. Two, one. And if you thought that we say it, yo creo que él se sintió avergonzado. No. Well, yes, you could say it like that, but it's just like the bad translation of a movie or a bad dubbing uh, from a movie. And another better option that we could say is creo que tenía vergüenza. Tener vergüenza. To have shame is more common to say than to feel ashamed in Spanish. Um, creo que tenía vergüenza is still not even the most native way that we could say it, but it's a little better. It's rare, generally speaking, in Spanish. Uh, because we usually say things in a more casual and less descriptive way.
For instance, a native would say something like, le dio un poco de vergüenza, ¿no? Le dio un poco de vergüenza, ¿no? Tend to use many verbs in their reflexive form, in their reflexive way. In this case, we are saying le, which means to him or her, dio, which is to give, so to have given shame. Le dio un poco de vergüenza, a bit of shame. No? Shame was given to him or to her because of the situation that occurred. Another way to say it would be, tenía vergüenza, no? Notice how we use the no here by the end as a question. The no in the end of a, of a sentence is kind of a reinforcement or confirmation of what we're saying. Even if the situation is obvious, sometimes native speakers would use this little expression, no, by the end, to confirm the situation or make things not sound so harsh. So uh, it means kind of like, isn't it? Or isn't that right? Or even, don't you think? So in this example, tenía vergüenza, no? Tenía vergüenza, no? It kind of means, don't you think? He, she was ashamed, don't you think? Okay, and our third and last phrase is, I'm so busy right now. How do you think that we say, I am so busy right now in Spanish? Three seconds, three, two, one. Okay, if you said, que ocupado estoy? Que ocupada estoy? Mm, that is not the most native way to say it, even though it's not wrong. It just sounds a bit from like a movie. The, be the best way to say it uh, is to make it a little more mm, emotional and sound more native, we could say like, wow, estoy super ocupado, uh, estoy muy ocupado, or estoy todo ocupado, ah, little, little word there, todo ocupado. If all, it's very common to hear native speakers say todo ocupado or todo plus an adjective when it means that something is very often adjective. So very busy, muy ocupado, normal, todo ocupado, native level. Now, in some countries, especially in Latin America, you could hear something like ando ocupadísimo. Ando comes from andar, which means to be going around or to be going or to uh, just be in general. In this case, ocupadísimo, super busy. Okay, and as an extra bonus, here are three other ways, slang, everyday native speaking. Say, estoy liado, estoy liada. This means I'm very busy, I'm like entangled into too many things. Um, estoy que no doy. Estoy que no doy. is more common in Latin America, for instance. It means that I'm so busy that I can't even know more with anything. And finally, there is even an Spanglish expression in some countries. Estoy full, as in full. I'm full of things to do. And I can't take it anymore. Estoy a full would also mean like I'm going to the full, to the fullest. And it's pretty descriptive. And don't forget to visit our Instagram at sar.with, that is S-U-R dot W-E-I-T-H, for seeing more reels that will teach you even more Spanish.